0: Hey, everybody, how's it going? We have a very special episode being trimal casted on Total Mass Retains page, Drum Talk TV's page, and Yes Shifts page. And because of who's here, myself, my son Stephen Schinder, Joe Cass, it's not a trimal cast, it's a primal cast. Joe Cass, thank you so much for having Stephen and I be a part of this really wonderful tribute to Chris Squire. Take it away.
1: Thank you very much, guys. Thank you both. And thank you for Drum Talk TV. Thank you, Yes Shift, for co-hosting with me. I really appreciate that. We're
0: honored. We are. Thank you. Yeah. You could even call this a Cast. Ooh, I like that.
2: It's a Cast.
0: <laughs> we are Yes fans to the core. Myself since 1971. Stephen since a few months before he was born in 1995. And you since... Since I was born, thank you. Which to my was uh, there? You go.
1: The year Big Generator came
0: out. Ooh.
1: So hey, let's kick this off. I want the say Big Joe Ray narrator. I know, right? <laughs> so I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. On behalf of Total Mass Retain, this is your boy Joe Cass. and we're super excited because we're now officially releasing our first live concert in full via YouTube. It's free, and we want you to enjoy it. It's a show that we recorded on Sunday, March 5th of this year, in honor of Chris Wire's birthday, which was Saturday, March 4th. So we had put together an amazing show, which we performed at Daryl's house in New York. And we put together a set list that I think Die Hard Crispwire fans and Yes fans all were blown away by. And as a Die Hard Yes fan, Chris Wire fan myself, I was blown away to be able to perform it. So along with the other guys in the TMR, welcome very much. We hope you enjoy the show. We're gonna be showing you clips throughout the night. We're gonna talk about why we did this, why we're calling it the official bootleg, how we came up with our crazy set list. We're gonna take questions. I got my phone in my hand, so I'm watching everybody comment. We got Laura Bell, we got Carol Donovan in LA, John Doyle in PA, Bernadette Tom, we got the crew tonight. There's gonna be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that wanna hear about why we played aliens or only us from the future. So with that said, Welcome aboard. I hope you're ready to have a great time. And don't forget, as soon as I stop talking and turn it over to Dan, I'm going to press post and the entire concert, TMR live from Daryl's house, Chris Guire birthday tribute, official bootleg is going to be available for all. What do you think, Dan?
0: I just love that. But folks, don't leave yet. Stay with us until after this and then go watch the concert. Joe, this is kind of a almost a platitudical question, if that's even a word, Steve. But, (laughs) you know, when we ask why the importance and the, the, you know, why honor Chris is kind of a dumb question. So I ask it in respect of other than the obvious that he was a great bass player, a great contributor to prog music and a great guy and a great vocalist and songwriter. Well, why Why the tribute to Chris? I'm sure there's lots left beyond that. I needed a reason
1: to make it okay to do Aliens Are Only Us from the future. No, <laughs> reality is. That's a right. good reason. That's a good reason, trust me. That was a good conversation. Hey, Terry, I know you've never heard of this before, the singer of our band, because they only did it live in USA in 2008 as Chris Wire's solo part. Yeah. We'll get to that. The thing is, every time we get to play a Yes music show, it's the best time of my life. And I know the same goes for John, the keyboard player, Johnny, the guitar player, Terry, the singer, Joel, the bass player. We love Yes. It's an honor to be able to do it. And way before we played in the Yes tribute band, we went to a ton of Yes shows with all the Yes fans. Yesfans.com, gatherings, Boston, LA, Lickin' Locust, UK tours. We've done the gamut to be with the Yes fans and enjoy Yes music. So to be able to perform Yes! music, like I've been doing since I was a baby in my house on pots and pans, listening to Yes! because that's what my father played when we decorated the Christmas tree, Uh, you know, that's where we came from. So to be able to then say, let's play music that people as a fan, I, and other people wish they could hear Chris play, things like Fish Out of Water, Hold Out Your Hand." or even something off the scene. And again, we'll talk about the set list, But the idea was, what do I wish I could hear Chris play? And let's try to put something together that makes it a Yes tribute show, but honors Chris's legacy in a unique way that no one's really ever done before. So that's, that's how it came about. And of course, I would want to do a five-hour show, but contracts are contracts. So we didn't do a five-hour show. But that's how it came about. We wanted to put something special together. The show was Chris's birthday weekend. And of course, that makes
0: it a party. <laughs> and yeah. I want to let everybody know, we are going to be showing clips from the show, little short. so hang in there. But Steve and I were having a conversation. Steve, you you take this away. We were like, you know, what's a bootleg? How could it be official? <laughs> Isn't that an oxymoron? Is Joe a moron? What's going on no, here? No, I we, mean, we, we know weren't. you're not a moron, but... We
2: (laughs) yeah for context we weren't criticizing joe at all we were just acknowledging that oh yeah it is kind of contradictory but we get like what you mean i mean even bands like asia and king crimson have released stuff with like official bootleg in the title so it's not a new thing and it makes sense it's audience shot and something i also just realized is you can't say official without fish in there so it's kind of fitting oh new (laughs) spelling
1: Redesign, fire the artist. We got to go back and redo all the marketing. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. I grew up, and my father had the best bootlegs. I was, you know, I was born in '87, so Big Generator came out. I don't remember anything until like the Union stuff. I had Union bootlegs, mm. and I used to fast forward in You and I, because that was boring when I was five. <laughs> and I wanted to, hear, wanted to hear "Lift Me Up." You know, I was rocking and rolling. Yeah, it
2: it was new. It was poppy. Yeah, I totally get it.
1: So the idea was that I watched these VHSs instead of Mickey Mouse, probably with Mickey Mouse, but I watched all these VHSs of Yes concerts. And so I've always grown up seeing Yes bootlegs. And basically, Daryl's House's policy was that they have an in-house TV network where they take high-quality video and they record the audio, Mm -hmm. but not for us to publish. And my father, being Mike Yes fan, the super fan, as proclaimed by Chris, John, okay, John Anderson's son, Damian, said, your Mike, it was the Songus Arena. We were outside the arena. John and Chris drove by in the van, and they pointed at my father. And Damian Anderson said, when Chris and John pointed at you, they told me that's the super fan. So ever since then, my father's proclaimed and let everyone know he's the super fan, which is true. So going back to the point here. He videoed almost the entire show. Good friend of ours, Rick Arby Kratz. He videos a lot of stuff at our shows. And it was such an amazing experience for us that we said, let's, let's go. I went through all the videos. I said, I'm posting the whole show. Did I sing a bum note? Did I look at my friend and miss the symbol? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's the spirit of the night. Mm -hmm. You know, we were like, we were like 99.2% sold out. Like it was a beautiful night. A lot of friends, very, very rowdy crowd. And it was the kind of thing that we had to memorialize because we don't get to play hundred shows a year. And people want to hear this music. Brian Neeson in Scotland wants to hear Hold Out Your Hand. Shout out to Scotland, shout out to the UK. Brian Lancaster, all my good friends out there. They want to hear this stuff. So we're going to ban who's going to do it. The bootleg is I took a bunch of videos off my dad's phone. And when he would put the camera down to grab his beer, I put a graphic so you didn't see it as much, but there's no editing of the sound. There's no fixing of vocal. This is not a multi-track mix. It doesn't sound like our best recordings. It's a cell phone. And, and I don't and that's care.
0: O- that's okay. Yeah. I want to give everybody a little surprise. So folks, first of all, chime in and tell us where you're watching from. I'm yeah. in Globe, Arizona, which is a small mountain town in the mountains, 100 miles east of Phoenix. Steve is in Downey, California, yeah, in SoCal. In California. Yep. And Joe, where are you? In the Bronx, baby. Where my wife is from, as you know, you two have had many conversations about pizza and brawling kind of go together. Right. And I I want everyone to chime in. Tell us where you're watching from and just kind of hold out your hand with your location and check this out. (laughs) That was awesome. And Joe casts on lead vocals while he's playing syncopated (laughs) drums. As a drummer, you know, I want to commend you because it's one thing to sing and play drums while you're playing. It's another thing to sing and play drums in syncopated manner with the different time changes and things (laughs) like that. So that was great. That was really nice. What's your favorite song off of Chris's Fish Out of Water album?
1: Actually... I think one of the most beautiful pieces of music in the world is You by My Side. Mm. They go together like doo wop I'm sorry, a little Greece reference. Obviously, I look <laughs> at them as one entity, but there's something completely amazingly gorgeous when Chris comes in with those chords and his voice. And uh, that's my favorite part of the album. The in the beginning of You by My Side and the yearning and and the love. And I just think actually I Chris was a very romantic and loving guy, especially when he was Ireland and he was married to Scotland. Because I had an opportunity to spend a lot of time with them, actually Scotland was a big part of helping ingratiate me closer with Chris on a personal level. But he was a very loving guy, and I think that piece of music reminds me of how sensitive and how wonderful Chris is, on top of being the biggest rock star in the world. You know,
0: and he embodied what. Being a rock star was. Um, yeah. you know, he he loved to party, he had fun. Just, what he did with fashion, he yeah. was fashionably late. Uh, That's <laughs> yeah, right. You know, he he was a fucking rock star and he was the <laughs> rock star of yes, he really was. Absolutely. Excuse my language. I love one of the dogs ate my filter. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I totally agree with you, Joe, how Hold Out Your Hand and You By My Side feel like one entity. They segue, like, one segues into the other so seamlessly, it goes so well. So the idea of this Chris Squire medley from this concert where instead of going into You By My Side, it goes into Can You Imagine? It's like not what everyone's used to, but then, you know, watching how it happened, I I was like, you know what, this actually worked. because right. You know, there's those similar vibes, you know, the orchestral stuff on yeah. magnification. And um, so I think you guys pulled it off there, honestly. We're very proud of that. So, so we didn't go through the set
1: list yet, but what Stephen's referring to is we did what we called the Chris Squire medley. Aliens are only us from the future. We'll talk about it. Into Hold Out Your Hand but not all of Hold Out Your Hand. We did the intro, the first verse, the chorus, the second verse, and we jumped to the end. You'll hear it when we play the Can You Imagine video because we come from that orchestration. And of course, Joel and John Ritwiger, keyboard player, I guess there's a lot of Johns, and then there's John Anderson, and you've got to figure that out. So Johnny Bruins and John Ritwiger. John Ritwiger and Joel Simkis figured out where to go with the chords so that it landed, can you imagine? Because it's not the same exact key as um, hold out your hand, you by my side. So we did a medley of those three songs. And I think one of the biggest things to talk about will be the set list. But so let's take a moment, right? We asked where everybody was from. So let's talk about this.
0: Yeah, we got there's a the lot of Bronx. people watching.
1: So we got we got a lot of Bronx in the house. I know that in California. Tell January, your
0: mama said hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: Jay and Carol are on. Now, they're from Southern California. They're representing. That's where I'm
0: from. That's where Steve's from.
1: Yeah. The rock and roll chef is in the house. So Francis is cool.
3: Oh, nice. We
1: we got Minnesota, Philadelphia, and the greater Philadelphia area. So a lot of people from that area. Let's see. I'm scrolling through. Andy Romeo's on. John Rittweger's on. Appreciate that. Brothers in Arms. Let's see. Uh, Amanda and Danny are on. That's great. Bailey, Laura, Paul, also from L.A. Philly, yeah. South Carolina John Ingo, Humphrey,
2: Ingo Marta in Asbury New Jersey
0: oh Ingo one of the best drum techs in the business Oh really yeah absolutely
1: very cool so let's talk about the set It's a bootleg right, so we love Chris wire that's why we did it we wanted to play this music We did the bootleg because we wanted people to see the show and the idea is hello it's not a perfect recording it's a cell phone. And there's even a little, I'm going to call it an Easter egg. We have a picture. We did one of the meet and greets. It was a uh, Radio City Music Hall, the year that heaven and earth came at. And my father's there and he's, you know, doing his thing. And when they took the meet and greet picture, Steve Howe went like this and he put his fingers in his ear to signify, like, he doesn't want to hear my father talking. But he did it, <laughs> the one with quiet, he did it as like his own photo bomb, it's the greatest photo ever.
2: Yeah, I, I noticed that, I was like really, I did like a double take when I saw that. Now it Steve does it every
0: time I talk.
1: I edited <laughs> every one of these videos, I say edited, again I mean I put imagery or or the mm. words, the graphics, the, the text, the logos. I did that all over the course of a month or two for fun, so some nights I'm thinking, oh I'm doing the open your eyes video, I want the album cover. And another night, I'm thinking in a totally different mindset. It's 3 in the morning or it's 7 a.m., and I'm doing the next song. So I have all different versions of, like, covers for each song. And it's a YouTube playlist. So you're going to go down. There's an intro. And you go down through the playlist, and you just let it play through every song. Have the best speakers you could have. And it's not the – you know, again, we have other videos where I want to give a little lesson, things that I learned from, like, Joel about mixing. Some venues give us a multi-track right? Whatever they mix you live in the house, what they mix you live in the house, and then you get a thumb drive of every individual track, the snare, the 8 the stems, snare. yeah. You take those stems and a guy like Joel, who's a master recording engineer and a master sound engineer, that's his job besides kicking ass on bass. He goes and he says, oh, we really needed a little bit more of Joey's vocal at this part of it, you and I. We really needed a little more." So some of the recordings sound pristine. Uh, Let's be honest. What a lot of people do is, oh, they're putting out a promo. Joey sent the wrong note. We can re-sing it. We didn't do any of that crap on this. Live at Daryl's house is raw, uncut, with mm-hmm. some imagery. Let's talk about the set list. Uh, Stephen should I go just down the line and say, this was the set list, and then I'll open it back up to you guys and whatever you want to talk about, or maybe you show one of the videos. But essentially, and I want to make sure I get this right. So what we did is, instead of like the firebird, We opened up with music in the house. And that music was the track, Safe, Cannon Song from Fish Out of Water. So that happened to be like about two and a half minutes in was the perfect time to walk on stage and cut the music. The first song we did, Balls to the Wall, Heart of the Sunrise. It doesn't get more Chris Squire than that. I don't know that Yes ever opened with it. I didn't find anything that showed that they did, but it was the perfect Chris Squire opener. It was Heart of the Sunrise, all good people. We then did the vocal. I'm calling it few, Breaking Down Walls. Breaking Down Walls is the opening of the album, Sin Destructible. And if you want to talk about Chris's vocals, I'll never forget the first time I heard it, it's six of Chris's vocals layering over one another. Breaking Down Walls, Sin Destructible on YouTube. Obviously our version was five guys singing it with a little keyboard padding. We did our best version of what was done in the studio. But we did that and we seeped it right into Open Your Eyes. Obviously, mm. again, another song written by Chris with now best bass player Billy Sherman. Yeah. We then did the Chris Wire medley. My favorite, I love to say it. We did 5% for nothing into long distance runaround and then into the fish. And Joel and I said, How could we do something different with the fish? And a good buddy of mine from the Bronx, his name is John Duffy, it was his birthday the night of the concert. And he happened to ask me, are you guys going to do Does It Really Happen? And the answer is no. It wasn't on the list. <laughs> I said, Joel, how will we do the intro of Does It Really Happen with the outro bass solo? I'm actually thinking I said the intro and he said we'll also do the outro. So we jammed Does It Really Happen in the middle of the fish to bring in a new element to how we did that. Mm. We then left the stage for a guitar solo. And I don't care if it's corny. I'm going to say my favorite joke. What does a guitar solo have to do with a Chris Squire tribute concert? And the answer is, the man had to fill his cup. So that's why <laughs> we had a guitar solo in the middle of a Chris Squire tribute
0: concert. That's hilarious. Followed
1: by Onward, which was the first time, we a lot of these songs were the first time, but Onward was like in the fields and getting to sing Chris's parts with Terry was wonderful. We're going to play some of Onward tonight. We did Going For The One in the original key. Yes, showing off. Our singer Terry hits the original key. Not a lot of tribute bands, if any, get to do that. And I'm blessed. John Davison does it. John Anderson did it in the original tour, but no one's really singing that in the original key. So you'll get to hear that. Owner of a Lonely Heart. Owner of a Lonely Heart was one of Chris's favorite songs. It made him lots of money. What album he
0: is that him. on? I'm not familiar with it.
1: 90234. <laughs> no. Look, I'm joking. But Chris loved Listen, yes, made a ton of money on the 90125 tour. They had the best yeah. time of their lives. They parted like animals, especially Chris. So we did only 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 roundabout Starship Trooper. That was the show. We, in our, there's, of course, we didn't do other Chris things because you can't do it all. But I'll talk about it later. But there's going to be more than one Chris Wire birthday tribute. It's going to be a full weekend next year. So I'll tell you about that later. We have room to do things that we haven't done. So, by the way, post your Chris Gwyer songs that you think we should be doing on another Chris Gwyer show. But let's talk about this. Steve and Dan, I named the songs a lot of people with there and know it. I posted it online. Tell me what you think.
0: Let's play aliens to give them another tease, a little aliens short and then Steve's got some questions. Yeah. Okay, here we okay. go. Check this out, folks. Aliens deep, deep good. <laughs> Here you go. Aliens. Yeah. Yep.
2: So uh, I I have a a bunch of things to say about aliens. But first, I just want to say I love the graphics that you put at the beginning of that clip. And uh, also, like, the thumbnail for this one, I think, is the one that drew my eye the most. Because you got the classic, like, alien uh, image. So what was the perhaps the toughest thumbnail to nail down for these songs?
1: That's a good question. So when you go on YouTube, folks, in the playlist... Each Not yet,
0: has- though. Wait till we're done.
1: <laughs> Don't be too eager. Dan's getting nervous. When you do go to the playlist, you'll see everyone has an image, a thumbnail image that I... Some of them is just an album cover. The one for In You and I is a candle, because we did a dedication at the beginning of In You and I. Mm. Um... The hardest one to do, I couldn't figure out what to do for Roundabout. It wasn't the hardest mm. to do, it was the hardest for me to think of in that moment. What do I want to do? And I took the old school green Roundabout single sleeve. It's totally different than anything I did for any of the others. Um, one of my favorites is the owner of Heart one. It's Chris, you know, with the, the doctor in 1984, yeah. <laughs> 9012 Live. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that. And then the graphics at the beginning of Alien, some songs don't have many graphics. Some songs have a bunch of graphics. It all depended. Another good one is All Good People. I took two photos that aren't perfectly matched. I'm ratting myself out. And I think one person's face is in both sides, and I kind of spliced them together to show the audience. It's like two different pictures that kind of matched to show the pen of the audience. It was All Good People. So that was a tough one to try to hide the, the scar of putting two different coloration photos on top of each other. I'm ratting myself out, but it's all good. That's <laughs> yeah, the answer. It's
2: it's all good, people. It's all good.
1: <laughs> so aliens again, I, I gave the quick story before during Chris's solo spot with Benoit, it was Oliver and Benoit were in the band. It was 2008. Just yeah. came back, and Chris is singing this unreleased song, "Aliens Are Only Us from the Future," and as the tour progressed, because I saw like three, four shows, whatever. And then videos kept popping. As the tour progressed, Alan would start tapping. Now Alan starts playing. But he didn't play the first couple of shows. He didn't play the middle section. Then he started playing. And then, of course, those who were fans of Chris and Steve Hackett, they did the Squacket album. And that's a great story. Chris said that Squacket was the joke name that they would use to make dinner reservations. (laughs) And so that's how Squacket came about. And Chris loved Squacket. He loved working with Steve Hackett. So there's a squacket version of Aliens, which we looked at both to say, well, how do we do a good live version? And Johnny added guitar, which Steve didn't play on. Steve walked off stage. And I guess if Chris was getting a drink, Steve maybe was going off for a puff or something like that. You know, he needed his solo spot to go off. So we did Aliens and it was like, probably most people don't know it or maybe don't love it. And that's okay. We did it because it was something that we thought was really bizarre and special.
2: That's cool. we uh recently shared a clip of yes playing aliens Um yeah. it, it was because the anniversary of chris's passing had come by again and i was thinking to myself what's something that we could share that uh is like really connected to chris you know you could go easy do the easy route of putting up another version of the fish but you know, I think because we were having Oliver on our show that week, I was, my mind was sort of like in the, yeah if, of that era, like in the present onward. That was a great thing. That
1: was a great podcast. I watched that. Oh, thank thing.
2: you. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I remembered aliens, uh, the Squacket song and I was like, okay, like we'll put this up and you know, some people like it. Some people are like, why choose this out of all things? And well, look. Chris had such a, a a bunch of different cool spots in his career, and Aliens highlights that collaboration with Steve Hackett. That was like a little preview that they did, like via those Yes shows. So I think it's a neat song to showcase to yeah. honor Chris. I think
1: a lot of people might criticize Chris for not having had any music outside of Yes between Run with the Fox. You know, and the Chris Squire experiment, and the stuff he did with Billy, which, like, then formed Open Your Eyes, and then there was Conspiracy, but a lot of people were saying, like, oh, how come there wasn't, you know, another greatest album in the world, like Fish Out of Water? Yeah, and so, then there
2: was also Swiss Choir, the Christmas right, album in those. that's wonderful. Yeah.
1: So Chris, showing a bunch of his thought process and sensibilities to like, aliens are only us from the future, with their spaceships coming back, like, it was pretty badass, in my opinion. So we, we, we had a great time with that. And actually, it's funny, because when you go to watch Aliens Rolling Up from the Future, it's a bootleg. Chris might miss a note. The camera goes like this. It was yeah. also part of my thinking of, it's a bootleg, you know? So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed with some of the other song choices, uh, you mentioned Open Your Eyes, and that's another one that has a history outside of Yes. You know, it stemmed yes. from the Chris Squire experiment and later ended up on Conspiracy. <laughs> And can you imagine which we mentioned before s- stemmed from? Uh, can you see by X Y Z? So were those right. uh, were those sort of the factors that led to you choosing those songs for this set list? That yeah. the s- history spanning aspect.
1: Exactly, that's exactly right. And another thing, you said a lot there that I want to unpack a little bit. Okay. A lot that I want to unpack a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm. Dana, I appreciate your compliments about my singing. I'm not saying I hit every note perfectly. I love singing while I'm playing, especially I love Trevor's parts. not that I could hit every note or not that I could hit them every note consistently like while playing, like lift me up, he gets up there. Um, but Chris's vocals were always the thing that I naturally just know that part. And Joel's a genius and he's like, well, you're singing Chris's part. So I'm going to sing Steve's part or hey, Joe. Steve's part is in your range on the remembering. I'll do the falsetto because Joel's got that really high, nice voice that he captures that side of Squire. The chorus, the, um, the choir side of Squire, you don't usually capture. Joel does. So he's really ingenious at helping me know what I'm singing. And hey, don't go to the Steve part, stay on the Chris part. So I had an opportunity to sing lead on a lot of the Chris stuff. And I appreciate that the band was like behind all of that. Um, and so there's a couple of things I got to really talk about some of the band members, right? So, Open Your Eyes, for example, is something that Johnny Bruins played with Billy Sherwood and Tony Kay when they were doing the Yoso tour.
2: Yeah.
1: Yoso being Yes and Toto, Bobby Kimball plus Circa kind of was Yoso. And Johnny was in that band, and then Johnny was in Circa, and then Johnny recorded on Circa. And so, Johnny played that song live, it was under his fingertips. And so it was like, hey, we've done Open Your Eyes. You've done Open Your Eyes. It's a Squire song. Let's go do it. And by the way, Johnny sings some of the Billy vocals while Terry's singing John vocals while um, Joel and I are then splitting the other Chris and the other Billy vocals. So it was like a real collaboration on making that happen. Um, And Johnny, I got to spend a minute talking about Johnny. I mean, Johnny knew Chris really well. Johnny played with Chris on multiple occasions. Um, When, yes, we're rehearsing Benoit David, Billy Sherwood suggested to Chris that Johnny be the guy that plays at the rehearsal. So Steve wasn't going to fly in or something of the sort. I'm paraphrasing that bit. But Johnny was the guy who did a couple of days of rehearsal with Chris and Alan and and to get Benoit like learning close to the edge and stuff like that. And then Johnny and, and Chris had a great friendship and a musicianship. And actually Chris brought Johnny back in. I think it was like the 50th anniversary. Was it Bass Player Magazine or Bass Player Lifetime Achievement? There was something. I think I'm mixing up 50 years of Rickenbacker with... Bass player lifetime achievement where Johnny Bruns, Taylor Hawkins, Taylor Hawkins on on drums, John Davison, Matt Brown, Claudio, the other keyboard player, and Johnny with Chris. Like, I mean, it's really epic. So, Johnny loves the idea of honoring Chris because we talk about the big guy all the time because we share personal love for Chris. Um, Chris is Joel's hero. If you've seen Joel play, I mean, there's not a lot of people who can do Chris like Joel. Sorry, everybody. I'm just saying it. No offense, but that's true. Joel captures Chris. John Rudwiger knows every note for every Yes song of every era. And him and his son Kyle. Kyle plays bass. They all love Chris. Terry showed up to rehearsal and said, Who's Chris? Who are we, who are we honoring? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Terry, looked like, Terry Terry. got into Onward. We always joke around in any of our progressive palaver interviews, Yes Music podcast, whatever. We joke around about we present songs to Terry. He's like, "You want me to learn another song? It's got two thousand words and it's twenty minutes long." And I'm like, "Yes, go learn." And then once he got into Awaken, he went, "Wow!" Once he got into Onward, which is not as difficult, it's like, "Wow, this music—he's connecting with it." You should see the stuff that Terry's learning for the next show uh, is going to make people cry, in my opinion. And I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a—it's 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 a Terry-focused song. That we're going to be doing at the upcoming shows in August, so you can guess in the chat. I'm not going to spoil it, but it it, you cry listening to it. So it's like, well, let's.
0: I'm sorry, let's let them imagine. (laughs) So can you imagine? Let's check that out. Here we go.
1: So this comes out of. uh, This comes out of. Hold out your hand.
0: Beautiful, beautiful song. I want to play another clip. Let's give people, you know, more glimpses of the performance. This is, I remember when this came out, because I'm old enough. It's the
2: remembering. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Remembering
1: is, I put the remembering on our YouTube channel. Again, that was whatever the board mix was that went out into the Stock virtual world, the first and only time we did the remembering, that's on our YouTube as well. I don't know if anyone did that since yes... Rehearsing it in the in the uh supposedly they rehearsed it during the Riley years, but they didn't play it live since the Tales tour. So go check right. out the remember.
0: Well, this is different. This is uh Yes's first single in years that was single-worthy as far as song length and genre crossover, and it came out in 1977 by an album of the same title where hypnosis. Shot the photos in near my hometown in Century City of the Century City of Towers, and it's called Going for the One. Check this out. I- I just love that song, and it's fun to play, too. Our next song that we'll talk about first and then play is something that's come up already in conversation a couple of times, and it's a totally different shift, a yes shift, in <laughs> fact. Yeah. Uh, that's different a, a from... A drum
2: talk TV, one might say.
0: Exactly. Different from what <laughs> we've listened to and talked about before, and that's Onward. And Onward is such a beautiful song in every aspect. And it's one of the songs that really embodies what the Yes Chorale, as I call it, was all about. Tell us how that came about briefly, Joe, and then let's give them a little piece of that. It's just such a beautiful song.
1: You know, we were all contributing ideas. Joel and I were concocting this crazy off the deep end stuff. And and Johnny said, well, there's no song more Chris Flyer than the song that he penned in Onward, which was a very meaningful song to Chris. Um, mm. And Johnny, this was the first show that we had the concept of him doing classical guitar. And on um, the Keys to Ascension live version of Onward, Steve does a beautiful classical guitar intro. So it just was like, okay, Johnny's gonna do some of the ancient, some of Mood for a Day. Come out the Red Solo Cup, make the joke about Chris the drink, and then go right into Onward. And it just—it it was a home run for us. We, we did it in one take. I'll never forget um, when we first rehearsed it, and it was just—it felt so good. John on the keyboard, he nails the sound so well, and 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 the the singing, everything just was beautiful. It was a wonderful experience, and I I this I think I was my eyes were tearing while we were singing the song.
0: Yeah, I think this song. Is like if you if I had one song to play to aliens, no pun intended, to show <laughs> what's the best representation of yes vocal harmonies, that's the song. Yeah, um, yeah. there it's... are others, of course, but but to me that's the song because the vocals really are the instrument in that song.
2: Yeah, and it sounds great on "Tomato," you know the original, but. The guitar intro on Keys to Ascension just elevates it. it just yeah. brings it to a higher level. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I Let's want to make a quick shout out if I can. Sure. Tom Matt, sure. great guitar player. He reminded me that there was a, a version that was done at of the Remembering in the Late Night Live crew, Alex Chigos on Keyboard, Rest of Soul. And they did a little bit of like an abridged version to not, you know, have people want to throw tomatoes because the Remembering is... <laughs> It's, it's, it's a pill to swallow. You have to be ready for it. Yeah. And they did a really cool version of the Late Night Live. So I want to correct myself, that those guys were very ambitious. And Tom and I and Alex, we have a special relationship going back to the Cruise to the Edge because we did the Gates of delirium together the year that they first introduced the Late Night Prog Jam into mm. the Cruise to the Edge. And it changed everyone's lives, that thing, because we all got to play music that we love that we never got to play with other musicians before. And that's why I actually did when I spoke to you earlier, I mentioned Prague on the Ranch. Yeah. Everybody, if you're a musician, even if you're not a musician, if you want to see all your favorite songs played by a bunch of friends and, and people just like showing up and playing songs, Prague on the Ranch is essentially a very tightly managed jam of people signing up to play songs together, ranging from the craziest ELP songs to really whatever. And so it's a very cool thing, Prague on the Ranch that stemmed from the cruise to the edge jamming thing, which stemmed from a grand piano and Toby was on uh, the first year. So we played Gates of Delirium*. We never met each other before. It wasn't perfect, but it was epic. And Chris, actually there's a photo in the montage that I did of Chris looking at us playing it. Um, my friend took, uh, took the photo over my shoulder and it's Chris watching us play. And that changed my whole relationship with Chris because after he saw me play the Gates of Delirium* everything changed. I, I like to do his impression of what he said to me, but I'll, I'll skip the dramatics. The point is that was one of the most special nights of my life. So people like Tom and Alex, we became brothers. A lot of the guests, musician community, prop community started doing these jam things together. And that's how I met Joel. And that's how we were like, dude, you're my bro. Dude, you're my bro. It's like <laughs> in stepbrothers. You want to go do karate? in the garage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did we just become best friends? Yeah, Joel and I were like, "Do you want to go jam that bit of the ancient?" And we were like, "Dun dun dun dun
2: dun." And Step Brothers also has a drummer who tries vocals at one point.
1: Boats <laughs> and hosts.
0: Cool. Let's give them some of Onward. Check this out, folks. Uh, right before the key changes, stops in. That's gorgeous. Great yeah. job with such a great song. So, Joe, oops, my God, doggies sneak up between my legs. That sounded weird. Hi, Schnoodles, new puppy. What, what's, for what you can reveal, what's next for TMR? Okay, that's a great point. So listen,
1: everybody, I want you to send in the chat when we do another Chris Flyer birthday tribute, what would we play to honor Chris that you want to hear? So why start talking, gives everybody a chance to kind of send in their ideas. Um, so we have a bunch of shows coming up, August, September, October. And part of it is navigating that Johnny's on the other coast. And so how do we book shows, right? It's not doing hundred shows in one week. It's two or three shows that go another month later. So that's our, our structure. By the way, we are working out a potential West Coast Jones. Oh, finally! Oh, Thank nice. you.
0: <laughs> Not if that we... I'm on the West Coast, but Phoenix is the closest um, right. place with electricity that I live near, and <laughs> that's a hundred miles away. So there you go.
1: So we're playing. Well, we were supposed to play the New York City Winery this Sunday coming up, and Joel has an injured shoulder. Actually. Uh, we made a bunch of announcements about it recently. So Joel's unable to perform at a level where, A, he, he's painless, and at a level where he feels like he's playing his best. Uh, so Joel's probably going to do sound for us, and we're probably going to sound the best we've ever sounded, because Joel is the man. And Joel's been doing sound on Nectar's tour, so Nectar's never sounded better. They're great guys. Shout out to my boy Ron, the drummer. Um, and Randy Dembo, who has been in Nectar since, like, 19 years ago, is playing bass in Joel's stay in the meantime. So we had to cancel the New York City winery show, hometown show, so that's dumb, but more importantly, it's about what was best for the band, what was best for the event. We were not want to band date a show together. We can't just turn around and somebody plays a guest show. So
3: right.
1: we unfortunately are gonna probably push some New York City thing till next year. Um, August 18th, Prague Rock tribute night, Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, with a Kansas tribute band called No Return. These guys are awesome. Uh, we're doing Friday the 18th at the Sherman Theater in Stroudsburg. Prog Rock Tribute Night. Yes, Kansas. They're going to do a nice opening set, and then we're going to play the, a, a fuller show. The next night, we're going to go back to Kenneth Flash for the fourth time. We're like 80% sold out. So for the Philly crowds, nice. you got to get those tickets. We've sold out the last, the first the first, and the last three times we played there. We've sold it out. It's going to sell out again. It's a little bit of a smaller spot. So two nights in a row. Then September 3rd, it's a Sunday Labor Day weekend. We're in Boston at the City Winery. And we actually crushed the Boston City Winery last Labor Day weekend. So we're doing it again. And then in October, we are playing the 21st Saturday night in Belmore, Long Island.
0: Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Back up. I just, something just clicked. (laughs) What date are you in Boston? September 3rd?
1: That's Sunday, September 3rd. My wife's
0: birthday is the fourth.
1: Ah, that's a Monday. That's a day off, most
0: likely, for most people. You know, we have a lot of kids. But it's a Saturday. (laughs) We have a lot of kids, so it's interesting that her birthday is on Labor Day. And you're playing in Boston. Hmm. We'll have to talk. August
1: 18th, Sherman Theater, Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. The 19th, Kenneth Flash, Kennet Square. Shout out to Harvey, who's announced and welcomed us and introduced us to each of our shows. Um, October 21st, Belmore, Long Island. We're gonna blow the island away, show everybody what we're about. The next day, we're back at the Town Crier, which is Beacon, New York, which is a great venue. Now, we are waiting on some confirmations, but we were invited to play a British Week Festival in Quebec City in October, the weekend after. I signed the contract, um, hopefully they're going to get all our equipment and we're talking in French and English and translating, so we should be going to Quebec, hopefully I'm not putting the cart before the horse, but you know, reasonableness says, we were offered a deal, we worked it out, we sent the equipment list, we signed the contract, we should be playing Quebec City. And then we're going to come back at the end of February, so there's going to be some time in between, uh, again, it's the holidays, everyone deserves some time off, we rehearse a lot when we need to play. so. We're going to probably settle November, December, focus on what are we going to do in February and in March. So the last weekend in February, we're playing Jersey. We're playing Daryl's House. We're playing Albany. We're playing mm. Philly. So there's a couple of things emerging. And that first weekend in March, it's the weekend before Cruise to the Edge.
0: So, okay, into March. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we're going to do the Chris Wire birthday show again. And, you know, let's see. uh, So we asked what people were were interested in. I mean, look, because Joel hurt his shoulder and can't play, there are things that we've been working on that we had to be flexible about. Right. Ritual. We're going to play Ritual. We just can't play Ritual next week. You know, like,
0: it doesn't work. (laughs) What's wrong with you guys, slackers? (laughs) Right.
1: So in my opinion, you know, Ritual sounds like a good Chris Wire birthday tribute, but we're going to do a big percussion thing. Everyone's going to be playing percussion. We've been working out some badass stuff.
0: When is that About- one, Joe? Sorry, that's- we'll
1: probably do Ritual for twenty twenty four. Okay. When we have more time to get, again, we were rehearsing it with Joel, and you can't just slot somebody in and say you're the new bass player, Randy. Play Ritual,
3: yeah. And you
1: play Ritual like it's Yes shows. It just doesn't work that way practically, right. you know. So let's see. People have said things like Silent Wings of Freedom. We've done that before, and that's a good I- that's a good idea. Uh, obviously, I'd like to do all of Hold Out Your Hand because I'd like to sing you by my side. So that's a cool idea. I'm looking at the chat here.
0: Yeah, I see it too.
1: Steve Foy says, Astral Traveler. That's another great one. And, and, and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, we have, the, it's one of the music videos that I'm proud of editing. Uh, if you go on the YouTube channel, look up Total Mastertain Astral Traveler. It's a really cool, it's live. It's the real band. It's not edited audio wise. It's got great audio, and I mixed some video stuff. So, Steve, go check out our Astral Traveler version. So, because we did Astral Traveler a bunch of times, we took it out to not repeat. Because we had not played
2: yeah.
1: Aliens. Can you imagine? Onward, open your eyes, break down walls, hold out your hand. Uh, at least 60% yeah. guitar. So, it was I- like you know, 70% of the show we had actually never done before or hadn't done it in years. So.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask whether there were any songs you guys considered but just couldn't fit into the set, but I wasn't sure if you answering that would sort of spoil, like, what you might end up playing later.
1: We don't have a plan for later. I have all my ideas, and I'm sure Johnny, I'm sure Joel, everybody is going to have ideas. Um, I wanted to figure out how to sing You By My Side. Mm. Uh, I really want to do the whole fish out of water album, but I also want to do all of Tales. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd
0: be cool. <laughs> yeah.
2: Fish I, I know, out of topographic oceans.
1: Listen, we need a long time of, of learning music to do that. Yes. Um, and I'll say this here. And if anyone else does you know, it my my first copyright. I would love to do TMR does Asia. I'd love to do the Asia album. Not that it has anything to do with Chris. Not same, I'm just talking about like, what do I want to do? Everything. Oh, I want yeah. to do... Go put on the the live 2001 versions of Magnification with Chris with uh, with Rick on keys. I want to do Magnification. I want to do something off the Ladder. I want to do merit to the Sky, the 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 title track, or like Magic. Oh Potion, heck yes! <laughs> Would love to do Magic Potion. That's groovy. Uh, I don't want to get too deep off the rails. The point is, I want to do everything. But then we have to take a look at like where are we playing and what did we do for those people last time? Oh, when we played in Philly last time, we did A, B, C, and D. We're not doing those because they're going to come see us again. We're going to do something they've never seen us do so that they go, oh shit, the TMR did it again. You know, that's yeah, the plan. Instead of so,
2: ABC, you got to do XYZ, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I- I'd love to bring back Brother of Mine again. Not that that's a Chris related song. Um, we did run with the Fox one Christmas. We did it once. We never did it right. again. Had a blast. So I'm just trying to do everything. Let's see. We got Astral Traveler, Safe or Silently Falling. Yeah. Uh, I would love to do Silently Falling. Safe is so hard to pull off orchestral-wise. I Which is funny because
2: the title is safe, so you would think it's a safe song to play, you know?
1: Lucky Seven's probably the next best thing. Oh to yeah. Pull
0: off. Order. Yeah, I agree.
1: We just need a saxophone player. We need Jameson smells to fly in from Northern California and come play sax with us. You should, by the way, I don't know if you ever heard of Jameson, another Cruise to the Edge prog jam guy. He's done a Yes cover album on saxophone. Oh wow! Somebody has the link. I don't know. We should we should post that and share that. But Jameson's a badass.
0: That's anyway, cool. I want to be in a Francis Monkman cover band just so I could play some of the Quest. <laughs>
2: Wait, what? No, no R- R.I.P. R- to him. Yeah. Yeah, yes. you know.
1: I gotta, I gotta. I'd love to say to Jeff, like Jeff, let's do a Jeff Down show.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. But then you could include some Asia stuff. stuff and some Buggles for sure.
1: Even some DBA actually. Yeah, DBA. Yeah. I, like Because Mark was always into, our original guitar player and my friend, was always into, like, electronic music, The Midnight. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of The Midnight. It's another band of, like, electronic saxophone guitar music. And we like DBA. Chris Braid and, and Jeff are coming out with a new album. Everybody yeah. like check that out. I'd love to be like, come on, Jeff, let's do a show again. Because I, I got to play with Jeff four times. Okay, I'll tell you a little story. In my mind, okay, it was, Jeff and I have the same birthday, August 25th. And we were in L.A. I went to see the Yes show in L.A. at the Greek. And it was the end of August. There was like a, a thing where it always seemed like Yes was playing the Greek end of August. And I remember Jeff said to me, Oh, uh, you're you going to come to the birthday party? So he invites me to his birthday party because it was also my birthday. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm going to Jeff's birthday on my birthday. And it was in like the Hills. Shout out to Tom Rowland, whose house we went to. And the idea was that there was going to be a big jam at Tom Rowland Studio Garage and Chris was supposed to go. So the whole thing was, Joe, are you are going to get to play with Chris? And I was like, I'm going to get to play with Chris. And Chris didn't show up in Chris fashion. But Billy Sherwood, Jeff and I jammed like actually, if you look up um, on my YouTube BX Joe Cass, Joe Cass Birthday Boy Jam, it's like a Somebody drew a Rickenbacker on Billy and we just started jamming a bunch of songs. So my point is, I would love to play with Jeff in a more formal way to highlight some of his music. I'd love to do that with Moraz. I know Mirage is doing Progstock. Shout out to Progstock. So Columbus Day weekend, 2023, a lot of our friends, Dave Kersner, uh, Matt Dorsey, I can't name everybody, the Mahi Vishnu Project. Uh, there's a lot of great things happening at Progstock, including Patrick Moraz, And I got to with Patrick at the Iridium. But my point is, TMR, we have all these... I'm going to bring myself back to home. We have all these ideas of what would be great and Johnny and Terry and John and Joel and myself and now Randy playing in place of Joel. We have all these ideas that we need to figure out. I'm sorry for rambling. How do we package it night to night for the crowds that we're going to be playing for? So, sorry I went on a on a, on a, on a rant there. I'm excited. Uh,
0: that's okay. What I'd like to do is... And, and folks, thanks for chiming in so much, Joe's going to go through all these and take note. And I'm sure post about them post show, if that makes sense. But I think what would really be cool is, you know, when we do lives, people come and go and join at different times. Let's close with showing the opening montage again. And then after that place, we'll come back and say goodbye. So folks check this out. This is beautiful. And it shows Joe through his life. Uh, since a little kid with Chris, check this out. This is beautiful. Yes, looking forward to the full show the official bootleg two words yeah, you don't I, hear together often I dropped
2: the link to the playlist in the comments so people can check it out
0: cool, cool. And i'm
1: gonna same right now i'm gonna go to the tmr page so i i appreciate dan steven drum talk tv yes shift podcast i appreciate number one you guys being very friendly and supportive
0: absolutely
1: yes music and prog um you guys really do a great job. And thank I really you. get along with you well, and I appreciate it. You have a father-son vibe. I got to take a moment to shout out my father, Mike Fan, who's done everything for me and made everything possible in my life. I'm sure he takes credit for how I sang Chris Squire songs. But I want to thank the guys from TMR because I get to do what I love with them. It's not about me. I know I did the little montage with me and Chris. That's because I did the interview. I thought it would be cute. But it's really about the whole band. I tell people this, I'm just a drummer. And everyone can say whatever they want, but if you don't have a guy who sounds like John Anderson and can play like Rick Wakeman, Patrick Moran, Tony Kaye, Jeff Downs, Igor, whoever, if you don't have a bass player... That Oliver Francis. Plays, right. Not only plays like Chris, but feels like Chris. And you have to have a guitar player, not only with an arsenal of guitars, like Johnny, who's who does such an authentic job, but somebody who can play all the styles, the instruments, the patches, the sounds that Johnny and John come up with, they sound like yes. So when I'm in the drum throne and I might be singing the song or I might be talking between the songs, but I'm so thankful to be able to play with these specific gentlemen because they love yes as much as me, as much as you all, all you fans, you're really amazing. You've been my friends way before I tried to get you to buy concert tickets. And I appreciate that. I want to keep doing this thing together. So I love you guys. fans. Steve, appreciate you. I love you too. Guest fans are the best.
2: Thank
1: you. TMR, it's not about being better than anyone else, but to me, you guys are the best. I love being in this band. And we have so many amazing things coming up. Go to our YouTube channel, Total Mesh, Retain Yes Tribute Band. Check out the whole playlist. Blast it. And thank you for joining us tonight. We'll see you soon.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you, Steve. And thank you, everybody who tuned in, whether on the live or the archive. Check out the link that Stephen dropped in there. And we look forward to seeing you all somewhere, sometime, not too far off, in person. Can you imagine?